Today's scripture lesson comes from Luke chapter 18, verses 9 through 14. He also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and regarded others with contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, was praying thus, God, I thank you that I am not like the other people, thieves, rogues, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of all my income. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even look up to heaven, but was beating his breast and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his home justified rather than the other. For all who exalted themselves will be humbled, but all who humble themselves will be exalted. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I would also like to read another scripture for you today. Acts 2, verses 42 through 47. It comes from the New Living Translation. It talks about the believers informing a community. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them, and all the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. So the campus ministry um, graphic that's up there, I'm going to talk about campus ministry now. So the scripture lesson today describes an idyllic portrait of the Christian community, a community of believers And my four takeaways from the verses we just heard are, one, we should be teaching the gospel. Two, there's value to a spiritual community. Three, sharing meals is important and should be encouraged. And four, prayer must be the center point of our lives. This is how the apostles were instructed to live. The Bible is a source of instruction for us that I think provides some pretty solid advice. If our faith communities look this way, the way it's described in Acts, then we will be living the way that Christ wants us to live. In fellowship with one another. Interacting with believers and non-believers. Breaking bread with each other. Praying with and for each other. This framework of teaching, fellowship, breaking bread, and prayer is what we do on the hilltop. My job as director of campus ministry is very similar to this scripture message. A sort of job description, if you will, and it's how I've approached my position. Campus ministry is a place on campus that students can come when seeking spiritual comfort. 
Students can come to just chat about anything, but often they have a very specific topic that they want to discuss. Students can use our space to study quietly. They can talk with other students and discuss things that matter to them. We support our students in any way they need for their spiritual journeys. We talk, we offer prayer, or we're just present with them. Many churches, many church denominations believe in the power of higher education. Local Presbyterian churches include uh, Davis and Elkins, Muskingum University, Waynesburg University, and Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. All of these uh, Presbyterian schools have a campus ministry on presence, presence on their campus. In my denomination, the United Methodist Church, we have campus ministries in seven places around the state. And the graphic shows you where they are. As you can see, campus ministry happens all around the state for both Methodists and Presbyterians. Either way, Methodist or Presbyterian, campus ministry is important to serve the young people who attend those colleges. West Liberty is unique in that we have a chapel on the main quad of the campus. Some of you may have been to campus visiting, maybe coming to a sporting game, or even attended as a student. You know what they say about real estate, location, location, location. And we are right in the middle of campus, right where Christ wants us to be, in this middle of our lives. Dr. Paul Elbin was president of West Liberty from 1935 to 1970, and he thought it was important to combine academics and spiritual life. Dr. Elbin believed that the purpose of a college education was to stimulate and assist the development of young lives along the lines of intellectual, social, moral, spiritual, and physical growth. To help achieve those ends, he raised funds from the local uh, Wheeling community to build the Interfaith Chapel. He wanted that chapel to symbolize our belief in the importance of a student's chosen religion and help the student to practice his or her faith during those crucial college years. He was very intentional to include many different churches and the people around Wheeling, and there isn't a better place to build a chapel than right in the center of the quad, where students could see it every single day. The Interfaith Chapel has a beautiful sanctuary, and there are offices and a student lounge on the first floor. The second floor has a social hall that's used by many different clubs and organizations on campus. This is how the chapel got started. Now I'd like to turn to how we, as believers in Christ, can get our start in living as a faith community. So let's begin with baptism. We have traditions of supporting one another in our Christian lives that begin when we get baptized, and our church family plays an important role. When we baptize someone, we ask our church family to support and guide that person in living a Christian life. We guide our children on their faith journeys when they are children in our churches, just as little ones. 
As the children grow into their faith, we continue to help them by involving them in Sunday school, vacation Bible school, youth group, activities that help form their faith. Church and family support is crucial, and I think we do a pretty good job of providing spiritual growth opportunities through high school. But once a student graduates from high school, things can change. He or she must decide what the next step is for their future. What are they going to do? Some young people go directly into the workforce. They're ready to start earning their own money. And as parents, we're thankful for that, aren't we? Some might choose to enter a trade or a vocational training program. Getting certification in a specialty area is a good choice. Others may continue their education at a college and move from their family, their home, and their support system. Having worked in higher education for over 30 years, I know that these are very difficult decisions. It's hard to know what you want to do for the rest of your life when you're 18 years old. Some of us still don't know what we want to do when we grow up, right? For those high school graduates that decide to go away to college, you can continue your faith journey by getting involved in the campus ministry on your campus. West Liberty Campus Ministry operates using those same four principles we just talked about in Acts. Teaching the gospel, having a spiritual community, participating in shared meals, and practicing and enhancing our prayer life. Although this is a theological principle from the founder of Methodism, John Wesley, I think that these three rules you'll find can be universally agreed upon. This is another framework that I use to help students on the hilltop. These rules, coupled with our directives from Acts, can guide us in our spiritual formation. So a quick review of John Wesley's three rules are do no harm, do good, and stay in love with God. So do no harm. Rule number one, we want our students to feel safe. They need to feel free from harm, and one of the ways that campus ministry demonstrates that is last year we hosted uh, an out-of-the-darkness walk. It's the Out of the Darkness Suicide Awareness Walk has been held on campus for several years, and Kappa Phi, the women's Christian sorority uh, on campus, has helped campus ministry to sponsor it. We gathered and walked to bring awareness of mental health issues to students. And counselors were available to help those who are struggling with thoughts of suicide. Having that support and those resources help with mental health issues that are an important focus for campus ministry in the university. We also like to show support and love to others by holding a prayer vigil for people who, suffered in, who are suffering in Ukraine. And last year we did that. As you know, in February, Russia invaded Ukraine, and that invasion caused Europe's largest refugee crisis since World War II. With more than 12 million Ukrainians fleeing their country to neighboring countries and other parts of the world, West Liberty has students that come from that part of the world, and they have families and friends who are still there. 
So we wanted to say to members of our own campus community, we are here for you. This month, we traveled to Washington, D.C. to tour the Holocaust Museum. We took five West Liberty students and two WVU students to see the exhibit. We also partnered with a few churches in Morgantown and made that trip as a group. This experience was a vivid reminder of how easily evil can rear its ugly head, and we must do all we can to bring awareness to these kinds of activities. Genocide still exists today in different parts of the world, and the museum had a display outlining the tragedies that are happening right now in Burma or Myanmar. We need to stand up to hatred. As a people of God, we need to be a light to all this darkness. Wesley's rule number two, do good. Another job we have as Christians is to show the world love and kindness. Jesus commanded us to love our neighbors as ourselves. Several of our programs allow us to do things for our students and our campus community. Food ministries are an important part of campus life programming. In Matthew 25, verses 35 through 40, we hear something uh, that's important to us. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty, or give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these my brothers, you did it to me. Food ministries. So uh, twice a month, the Hope United Methodist Church offers food to those in need. The food pantry is open on the first and third Monday of each month. Volunteers from around the Wheeling area set up to help with this ministry. This is a picture of the West Liberty University staff and students helping with this ministry, just as our Bible verse said, trying to feed those in need. Uh, the uh, picture on the right is of Greek life, and um, that fraternity helped us gather food products for um, our, our projects last year. So when people work together, we get stuff done. We partnered with the Greek Life Organization. Partnerships are important. My home church at Warwood United Methodist Church works with a local school, just as I know that you do here at Woodsdale, and provide food baskets for Thanksgiving and Easter. Last year, I asked our Greek Life fraternities to help with that food distribution. Two different Greek fraternities helped, and we hope to continue that project this year. Greek Life will also be helping us in another way by providing by providing food for our baskets. Hospitality is another way to get involved with campus. Remembering our directives from Acts, sharing in meals, is showing hospitality. Getting to know students is at the forefront of all we do in campus ministry. 
Hospitality ministries allow us to do just that. College students like free food. It doesn't really matter what we serve. They will come. Last year on Wednesdays, we offered free lunches and served things like tacos in a bag, pasta, pepperoni rolls, and the students appreciated each meal that we served. We also served a dinner to the summer housing staff this year. We made a dinner for them every Wednesday, and the students loved it. I got to know the students, and they got to get some really good food. This generous congregation, you guys, stepped up in the summer to provide meals during the last few weeks of the summer when our chapel got closed due to maintenance issues. The students loved everything that you made them. This year, we're going to try having a Tuesday table talk. And each Tuesday, we provide a meal at 5 o'clock, and we just gather around the table to talk and share about our lives. At the beginning of each year, we start our hospitality ministry by providing free ice cream to students during the first week of school. This happens during Topperfest and is usually the first time many students learn about campus ministry. We also have a Halloween party with West Liberty Elementary School. We were asked to participate in the Halloween party, um, Halloween parade rather, and students walk to campus and they trick or treat around the quad and it was a beautiful day and students enjoyed it, our students enjoyed it just as much as the West Liberty students. And we're gonna be handing out goodies again on Thursday. I have a few more examples that demonstrate that Acts 2 passage we read in Wesley's number two rule, doing good. We build relationships because relationships are vital to our ministry. Healthy relationships take work, and we have to start meeting and getting to know the students. Shirley Carter, the director of Catholic Campus Ministries, and I partner to host what we call Catholic Campus Ministries. On Mondays, we gather to have snacks and socialize. We play games, we can sometimes watch TV, we have lively discussions, and all of this helps to show and strengthen our relationship to students. And we learned to loom hats this year. We had a weekly instruction on how to loom hats, and we donated those hats to local organizations. This year, we're going to continue that service project, and we are making blue hats for the National Hat Not Hate Project, an anti-bullying campaign. We're going to host the fourth and fifth graders from West Liberty Elementary School in November and have a program on kindness and present, and present them with their own hats for the Hat Not Hate Project. And you can see um, one of the students there in the middle of the, um, of the graphic there. She, she's like a crazy knitter. She looms these hats. She made blankets. She, she's really enjoying herself. That's Veronica. Okay, graphic number three, stay in love with God. Rule number three, again, it dovetails with the Acts passage. We are encouraged to pray and grow spiritually with one another, and we can do that in a couple of ways. We have weekly Bible studies and book studies. Last spring, we, just, we studied a book, uh, Being Called, and we learned what several figures in the Bible did when God called them. 
And we talked about how we would react if we were being called and what we would do to respond to that call. Bible studies are another opportunity to learn and grow in our faith and share our spiritual life with each other. We offer a Bible study on Wednesday evenings at the West Liberty Federated Church, which means that it's a Methodist and a Presbyterian church. That's what the, method, that's what the Federated means. And a few students, along with commun- community members, study scripture. This spring, we're going to have another book study, and all the students will get a copy of Rachel Held Evans' book, Wholehearted Faith. This book is for the doubter and the dreamer. It's for those who long for a sense of spiritual wholeness because students sometimes wrestle with God's love and grace. And I'm hopeful that the students will find the study enlightening and encouraging. Worship services can look a little different than what we're doing here today. We had a a couple of traditional worship services similar to this, but I found that students weren't necessarily interested in that traditional service. So I asked them to tell me what they wanted to do when we spent time together. So we listened to music, we discussed some podcasts, we had discussions about their lives and school and life situations, and we covered a lot of topics. God doesn't say you have to be in a church building to worship him. We can worship him in a variety of ways. And one of those ways we worshiped him last year involved pictures. We hosted a photography workshop, and we learned how to go out into nature and appreciate God's beauty. A local photographer, Daniel Karen, offered the workshop. His art is often shown on WTOV9 Chime and can be found on his website, The Nature Nomad. He does wonderful work, so check him out. After the workshop, we had a photo contest that allowed students to submit uh, photos that answered the question, where do you see God on the hilltop? During several of those free lunches I mentioned, we had in November, the students and the staff voted for their favorite pictures that were submitted. And this stained glass window photo was submitted by Samantha Snyder, and it took first place. I also used it on our Christmas card last year. Social media is another way to connect to the campus community. I post positive Christian messages each week to those who follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We all need reminders of how to show God's love to one another, to keep our hearts open, to show kindness to strangers. Intentionally using social media allows me to connect to students and staff on campus. Again, it harkens back to our directive from Acts, interacting with one another. That Bible has some relevant instructions for us even today. Now I'm going to share a short version of our most recent happenings on the Hill. In July, the chapel had a wedding which resulted in sewage flooding out into the hallway of the chapel. Several other issues uh, include a leaking roof, no heat in the winter, no air conditioning in the summer, and the unit, so because of all this, the university decided to close the chapel for the fall semester. I've been working with Katie Cooper, the interim vice president of student affairs and enrollment management, to keep those chapel repairs on the radar for the administration of the university. 
Her most recent communication to me this week indicated that work required to complete the repairs is beyond the expertise of the maintenance staff of the university. So the university is looking for ways to pay someone to rip out those damaged areas so a true estimate of the repairs can be determined. After all this happened, the university was unable to find a suitable spot for campus ministry. So the West Liberty Federated Church, again that joint effort, offered campus ministry a new home. We now have an office right off the fellowship hall, and they've allowed us to bring our programming to the church. This partnership between the Federated Church and campus ministry is working pretty well. We also had some help from Warwood United Methodist Church trustees uh, to help me get settled into my new digs. Uh, There's a graphic of my heroes. (laughs) As you can see, our guys stepped up and they helped to put up a large screen TV so that we can continue our Bible studies. It's a wonderful addition to our space, and it really makes uh, having videos and presentations uh, available for our students. This year, I'm going to focus on making more connections with students and staff members. We had a pet blessing in October. The Lambda Psi Sigma sorority needed some space to host their initial meeting of members. The president of this sorority is one of the resident assistants we fed during the summer, so she called me and asked if they could use the sanctuary at the church. This led to a discussion about a pet blessing event I wanted to host. Those women were excited to partner with campus ministry because that's one of their philanthropical areas. So I taught them how to make pepperoni rolls because I make some pretty good pepperoni rolls. And we made pepperoni rolls, and they sold them at the pet blessing, and they raised money for a local animal shelter. So we had lots of pet come to campus and get blessed as well. Providing a summer dinner to those housing staff members really paid off to help me develop some connections. We're also going to have a summer staff member help us with the Hat Not Hate program at West Liberty Elementary. She's in the social work program, so now we have education and social work majors partnering in our programs. The university also has what's called a College 101 class, and it's a class for first-year students to learn about a variety of topics, including time management, academic responsibilities, and resources that are available on campus. Several College 101 instructors asked me to speak to their classes, so I made a light lunch in the fellowship hall, provided... Um, and a get-to-know-you activity and inform them of the services and campus programs that uh, campus ministry has to offer. This led to students working at that Hope United Methodist Food Pantry uh, with me, and a student also attended the Holocaust Museum, and new students came to the Tuesday Table Talk. All those connections are being made. I was asked just this weekend to participate in a breast cancer memorial service with Dr. Akasi, the assistant to the president for for diversity, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And so that's going to happen this Wednesday at noon. Again, another partnership. 
Campus ministry is also working with the international students, and we will be hosting another prayer vigil. This is a picture of a prayer vigil that we had last year about, the, about Ukraine. I've also asked Dr. Gerald Lee, who teaches piano and is one of those College 101 class instructors that I met with, to see if any musical students, any music students, would be interested in playing for our peace vigil. Again, I'm building relationships. We're partnering with the Student Activities Office and the International Student Office to host a campus-wide Thanksgiving dinner. We will be having our traditional dishes, but we are also encouraging students from around the world to share some of their favorite dishes. Being thankful isn't limited to the United States, and I have many reasons to be thankful this year. I'm thankful for the West Liberty Federated Church and their willingness to have me and our programs in their building. I'm thankful for the partnerships that have started to blossom, including our connection with your church. Erica is on our Protestant Campus Ministry Board and is very supportive of our efforts. Your amazing generosity this summer was appreciated much more than you can ever know. I'm thankful for the professors who are helping with the Hat Not Hate program and the prayer vigil. Without students and staff members, campus ministry would not be able to offer these kinds of programs. This is where God was on the hilltop this year, last year. It's a tiny sliver of what we did. And I hope that you have a greater understanding of what campus ministry is. We will continue providing a community for those on the hilltop. We will continue our hospitality efforts ensuring that students feel safe and welcomed. We'll teach the gospel in new ways. We will work with our students to see that they have what they need to grow in their faith. We want them to love God. I would like to end our time together with a call to action. Thinking about ways to support campus ministry and those students who attend the university. I ask that you keep me in your prayers. It's only my second year on the job, and I'm still learning and growing with our students. And those students need lots and lots of prayers. They are slowly coming out of that pandemic, and they're relearning how to be in community, how to share, and how to participate in new things. Pray that they are able to find God and that we can help them grow in their faith. Financial support is also needed. We are grateful for the grant monies received by your presbytery over the last few years. We're also going to have a Perkins fundraiser on December 1st, so you could eat a meal with friends and family, following the example of our Christian fellowship instructions from Acts. I'm pulling it all together, people. We will get you information on this in the coming weeks because Eric is on our board. Last year, we participated in the Day of Giving in April for the first time, and we raised $3,500. We will continue fundraising in the spring, so be on the lookout for that as well. One last way you can help is to share the names and contact information for students you know that attend West Liberty. I will personally invite them to our programs. Sometimes a personal referral makes joining a new group or project a little bit easier. 
You can also suggest your students just come by my office to chat in the Fed. That's what I'm calling the Federated Church because West Liberty Federated Church is a mouthful, so I just call it the Fed. A friendly face can be helpful when transitioning to an unfamiliar environment. These are just a few ideas on how you can support campus ministry. If you have others, please reach out to me. I've placed business cards along with rack cards, which are kind of a description of what we do at campus ministry at your welcome center in the back. Please take them and share with your friends and families. I truly appreciate being invited to what's happening, invited to share with you what's happening at West Liberty, showing how God is at work in the hilltop. So I will leave you with some words from Ellie Wiesel, the Nobel laureate and Holocaust survivor. Once upon a time, religion separated people. A Jew considered himself only a Jew. A Christian, only a Christian. Today, fortunately, after paying a price that could never be measured in history, we have learned that religion must no longer be a separation but a door, no longer a wall, but a window, and no longer a back turn to one person or another. Quite the opposite, an open hand. I value the opportunity to extend my hand to our churches in our area and to the students on the hilltop at West Liberty. Thank you.